This is Purple Radio On Demand. But anyway, for those of you who are now listening at home, welcome to the Discussion and Debate Society podcast. Today we're going to be talking a bit about art, and so I am joined... I'm Gabriel D'Souza, of course. I'm joined once again by my co-host... Will. Exactly. And by a very special guest... Someone, of course, near and dear to both Will and my hearts. I mean, we, we've known him for a while. And to, to be honest, statistically, it seems likely that you'll know him. Um, we, we are joined by our guest. Oswald the Owl on South College Open Days. It's me, Ben. Hi, uh, my name is Ben Bradley. I am close and dear to Gabriel, um, if not by geographical proximity... Though currently geographical proximity. Though currently we're all sat around the same table in the recording studio. Mm-hmm. Um, I there was no one that was closer to me. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am the closest person to you. Only in this moment, Will. Yeah, but yeah. like I mean, right now, I met you a couple months ago. And and how has your life changed in that time? My life has um... deteriorated quite poorly. Um, I mean, I, I've, be, I've become. Um, I don't fucking know. My my life is um, something that. Yeah, wow, Ben, you've you've dri- you've driven Will out of his mind in I've the last either, two months. I've either well, kind I mean, of shell shock, which is kind of the thing that you're promoting, has come. Oh yeah, like, crucially, should probably have started with that. So Ben, our guest for today, um, is. I, I did have a point with that. Oh right, pardon okay, me. Okay, but just um, no, the thing with shell shock is that that kind of broke my mind because there's like, it, it's a type of like way of like thinking and. Um, Let me just clarify lifestyle. here. Let me just clarify here. When Will says that shell shock has changed his life, it's, <laughs> it's a, way a way of, of thinking. thinking and a lifestyle. <laughs> let, let me clarify. Shell shock we are referring to is not in PTSD. This case, post-traumatic stress disorder. We are talking, of course, about Durham's improvised comedy society, Shellshock Improvised Comedy. Of which our guest today is president. Yeah, but anyway, Shellshock is scary. <laughs> it's scary? Yeah, scary. I mean, it's I true. Know, I don't know what to do. I went last Tuesday and all these things and... For, for clarity, for those listening, um, what we do at Shellshock is improvised comedy. So mm-hmm. we... Um, perform scenes, sketches, plays, uh, combinations of the above, of um, and it's all made up on the spot. I'm sure I will get onto that in relation to today's discussion uh, later yes. on. Yes, we have chosen a topic, well, uh, chosen in conjunction with Ben, a topic that relates, I'd say, decently well to improv, because that is, I'd say, probably... It's not where I met Ben first, but it's where I probably most got to know him. Because, um, and I'm afraid I'm going to have to confess something here to um, the viewing public. I'm I'm aware that they might feel like I've deceived them in the process, but I I am in fact an improviser. (gasps) Yes, um, I I actually performed at Edinburgh Fringe with Ben, and thus I am truly an improviser now you're one, uh, of, you're one of those people exactly. I, would, I would also like to make a confession yes um, that I have also performed at the Edinburgh Fringe with Gabriel <sighs> I have no talent wow I misheard that as I have no talents <laughs> <laughs> frankly the fact that you are not an eagle is somewhat reassuring Will also, I dispute that. You've always had talents to me. 
Well, um, you see, my, my natural instinct is, I think, like, you know, I'm fucking America, you know, because they're <laughs> the American Eagle, but then I don't know what to do next. Yeah. So. Sorry, um, I'm just going to write down Britain's Got Talons. Um, on, you're welcome. And if someone like Alan Titchmarsh doesn't host that on Channel 5 <laughs> in the next 12 months, I will be incredibly surprised. <laughs> uh, well, you know Alan uh, Titchmarsh listens. Listener to <laughs> yep. I don't even know who Alan Titchmarsh is. It's a name I recognise, but not really a person. He's a TV gardener. And, and and radio gardener and kind of <laughs> oh, that's broadcaster a... oh, my and days. writer. I recognise him from Gardener's Question Time. Gardener's Question okay. Time. Gardener's Question Time, where Alan Titchmarsh, Pippa Greenwood, and Monty Don sit around discussing the nature of chronology. Oh dear. I'm I'm I'm, I'm sorry, viewers. Probably we should end here, but um. Due We're to, just getting started. But yeah, due, due to corporate um, measures, we are forced to fulfil the quota and thus continue the podcast. So please blame corporations in general. What if they, if I ask them to blame a corporation in particular, they'll sue me? They can't all sue me. I mean, we we discussed this in the Christmas. That'd be pretty cool if they all sued us, wouldn't it? I mean, you say we discussed this. This was something you posited that I really don't are hold we, with. Are we try and get Kanye to sue us. <laughs> I feel like that would go that would go badly for us and feasibly the university. I don't know. I don't feel like there is any positive result that can come out of that. Probably. Yeah. Not I- without a hell of a lot of effort. Yeah, I mean, that that's the hope. But who knows, it might get Kanye to listen to the podcast and maybe he'd enjoy it. Maybe And maybe him suing us would increase his enjoyment of it. Is the fact that he is attempting to sue the podcast, would you say that increases his enjoyment? Because that is vaguely the topic for today, which is, does participation increase the value of art? So the basis of the question here is, Does art have its own intrinsic value, which is unaffected by external observers? Is it some mixture of um, what the observer views and the art itself? Or is it based inherently on the observer? If it's one of the latter two, then is it the case that being more active in your participation of art will increase its value, even if that's only to the individual. When you visit a piece of art, you go go and see it in person, you see a painting, you visit a live concert, is that more valuable, inherently, than simply watching it online? Ben, any opening thoughts? I think, um, for instance, if you're watching a live band, or yeah. even if they're just kind of a local amateur band, or if you're at... Um, a karaoke night where I think it's fair to say that the quality of the music will be lower almost certainly in Mm. my experience Mm. Um, and yet it's no less enjoyable yeah well it's because it's it's not about the music though it's because it's about something other than the music aha and there you are there you have a very you've stumbled upon a very interesting point there will participation in art right. when it's when it's um, more involved and active participation often transforms that art from um, a piece of media or a piece of culture and 
into a social event mm. and I think that enables it to take on a higher value interesting because being there and observing isn't just observing it's also participating it's providing the energy of the performance with reaction with interaction in the same sense that a concert a concert wouldn't be the same if the audience was smaller like the more people are there the more people that participate the more powerful an experience it seems to be yes i think live comedy in particular is um that becomes a lot more noticeable than something like live music in terms of something like stand-up um even if it's just a person with a microphone and they're talking to an audience as soon as the audience laughs or as soon as anything happens in the room and it becomes um, a kind of almost two-way interaction yeah that that's something that you don't get at the same level as uh, at, at something like a music concert yeah. where it's, sorry go on yeah, yeah, music's a very singular thing like you you've got like a preconceived idea of what you're doing it's not like the audience is able to like resp- it's, not, it's not like the audience is able to respond or say anything truly meaningfully back in, in the same sense that like a, a heckler or a reaction well I would argue that turning up isn't necessarily participation it depends on how you define okay. it first of all I disagree uh, that's, that's fair enough that's yeah, mm. uh, yeah in rehearsals you're re- rehearsing and when you're live you're executing it so you've got you've got uh, I mean you've got the pressure of having to do it. I mean, say if instead of an audience, it was a robot with a gun. Yeah. And if you don't do the thing right, it shoots you. Or, well, we'd be screwed. Improv's improv's all failure. But uh, or maybe that like, gives you like a like a tickle or something. That that sounds more improv fun. That that actually sounds like an improv game. To be perfectly honest. Here's a question for you, Will. Um, mm. In terms of the nature of participation in art. Um, take someone like Banksy, famous graffiti artist, and he's, he's worked in other media as well. Um, a piece that he he creates, um, I think his art is pretty good. I, I quite like it. Mm-hmm. But I think its value, not only financially, but just how meaningful and impactful it is, um, it, the, the value of his art is increased drastically by the sort of media hype the reception and, and the reception yeah. of it is in a way another form of participation yeah uh, that, that you don't you don't get at being at a live event that you in the room it happens yeah i think uh, so i mean banksy has often done some fairly kind of political things and he's banksy really? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of his pieces have some sort of moral message or something to them yeah. and there's almost that kind of um, in the same way with something like a live comedy show he almost has a sort of call and response thing where he'll produce a piece people will react to it he'll produce another piece later on and people will react to that and it's kind of mm-hmm. an ongoing almost conversation type type yeah no I, I agree with the whole thing I mean like an art grows but also at the same time I think that art that tends to resonate with the public is latching on to um, public influences and popularity to maintain its value above something that it is. I think the best types of art, well, no, I think there's two. I think it should be stuff that, like, I I guess metaphorically gets sculpted and worked on a long time. Mm. And then the reaction of people is just a manifestation of what the artwork is. 
and but people's reactions I feel for certain things that get popular in culture are because they're latching onto other things that are separate from the artwork itself and then projecting it onto the art instead of just being from the art in a vacuum okay so um, to make clear what I'm saying because I, I feel it can be a bit abstract mm. I think the problem that's saying that um, participation increases the value of the art itself is correct but only if it can be directly attributed to the art and not something else in society that makes that happen so are you saying that if I go to um, a live music concert um, and it's a whole lot more exciting and enjoyable than listening to the album at home um, that's only true if the music itself is better and that I should discount um, to, to, to accurately assess the value of that art I should discount the experience of being there and being in, in the room filled with energy from all the other fans like the actual art itself I'm, but like the phenomena from the music so say if, there's a, say if there's a band and say they're like really great live what I'd say is that is the art of the band itself but I'd say it's different to the album or where the music comes from yeah uh, basically you're distinguishing between I, think, I, I guess I think it's an important distinction yeah I, I think I understand what you're saying in that once it becomes its own like it's its own movement or phenomenon the value that's being added is being added to the phenomenon rather than to the specific piece of artwork because the value is not from the specific piece of artwork but from this almost entity that's surrounding it you're saying that an apple pie isn't better than an apple it's an its own new thing <laughs> is, is that a kind of an analogy that might explain I mean, uh, no. I mean, no. I think the phrasing might be a bit odd, but I do kind of get what you're saying, which is essentially like, yeah, you're, you're you're you start with something, and, something and you, else. yeah, it is some. It is not the same thing. It is, yeah, the apple pie is not apple plus. I guess the analogy would make sense if, like, instead of apple, because apple to apple pie is quite a singular thing, which, you know, it, it's like a singular goal. It's not like everyone's contributing. Whereas I describe being put in a social setting that means that it's you're like going from egg to eaten mass we're going from egg to egg party <laughs> okay yeah that that's such a clear analogy well that's such an egg party that that's i think the clear this is this is relevant because it's like saying like with bank like i think when art becomes a political thing yeah that that's an example of like latching on to like a movement or whatever yeah and like your art can be like emblematic of it but I think it should be able to stand by itself or it's a different thing and um Interesting. no but I, I do think that like have you ever watched like Prime Minister's Questions oh I have on occasion it's fascinating sometimes and I would consider that art I think it is a performance spectacle certainly so uh, my overall point is I'm not denying that participation can affect art I'm just saying it's not the art it's art it's a, it's a new thing it, creates its own entity right? basically participation creates new art rather than increases the value of existing yeah, art that's my, that's my opinion okay. here's a question for you then Will um, something that I struck on is that surprise adds value okay so if I'm watching a play if I have been involved in the play and have been, maybe I've written it, or I was involved in it at some point. 
if I know what's coming during the play because I have participated in it in some way, mm-hmm. then the play itself may have less meaning to me because it stops being so immersive and it takes away some of that value. I don't know what your thoughts are to that or whether, again, you think that just becomes a different piece of art rather than being the same art with a different value. Or, or something like, for instance, as, a, as perhaps a more tangible example, um, a magic trick. Yeah. If I show you a magic trick, it will have a higher value for you than it will for me because I know how it's done. Yes. The trick, perhaps. But then it's also feasible that it would mean just as much to you because it's less the trick but the act of showing it yeah maybe you get a kick out of um, the way someone reacts Ben definitely gets a kick out of the way people react as do I let's face it most performers do yeah that's that's, that's the, because yeah, that's the lifeblood of the performer we're trying to fill the gaping hole <laughs> but anyway to answer what you're saying I, I think this is uh, continuous with my line of thinking which has dominated this podcast today which is that um, like if you're doing if you know what's happening it's the same in the moment you obviously get more appreciation and then if it changes right because let's say the the art of a football match right yeah as um, uh, are we all football fans here I'm not I'm not okay so um, what's great is you see the artistic the way the like certain players play and interact with each other. I feel I might know if if I might just ask in in the the case of the magic trick example. Yeah. If Gabriel shows me a magic trick and I know how it's done, and Will, you don't know how it's done. Yeah. Um. Perhaps we get different value out of it because you get the surprise and the mystery of it, and I get to witness some. Um, beautifully executed sleight of hand perhaps the thing in itself is the same but you interpret it differently you interpret it differently and you get therefore value that can't be easily compared Mm. okay is that what you is that what you mean and what I'm overall saying is like when you get to a point where you know what happens that means that when you get to the point where you know what it means then that is um, then when you experience it the second time you'll have the same kind of longing longing for something new or just like knowing what's happening so um, the art doesn't change but you change is what I'd say but it depends because if the art is like an active thing that like the art in itself is like something that's susceptible to change mm. I guess this is where I was trying to go with, with football is it's never static you're always in the in suspense of like the new and in that sense I guess participation increases it because increases your enjoyment because you don't know what's happening but then it's not like but that's just being within the moment right that's because like the art hasn't been created yet actually yes i think that i think that is a good point i think it's like that's almost the distinction between participation and not um i don't know i'm feeling like i'm grasping at the edges of something but maybe it's nonsense no i, I, think, In I which think you're right basically that's what i'm trying to say yeah it's the fact that something is continuous that participating in it increases its value for you in a way like when you're part of the audience and you're part of the event it's because you are in that moment part of the art when you are um like com- like sharing social media or doing stuff with banks or whatever that movement is the art almost set like which is 
created by this initial piece of art. Oh, so that's kind of like um, a well-written play, a well-written script. Yeah. On paper, can be a good a good piece of art. I I remember enjoying reading an Inspector Calls yep. as a play. Classic. But being being in the room when that particular performance happens, mm-hmm. then it becomes a different piece of art. In in yeah, it hasn't it, been made yet. I think that's the that's the. I think there. that okay. Like the most relevant experience I can think of over the Christmas holidays, I did see Hamilton in person for the first time, and I watched it. You know, on Disney Plus. Yeah, that's what it's called. Um, before, so I sort of experienced it, but. Obviously, it had different actors and different things. The story was the same, like the words were the same. But it was a very different experience. And I think while almost this conception of Hamilton, which was written by someone, is kind, it's like the seed of the of these different forms of art which have originated from it, is I think what I'd say. And because I was there as part of this, even though that was probably an element where I contributed much less than I would in say an improv performance or even necessarily in a concert where you cheer loudly yeah so there's there's a phrase that is is very commonly used is oh you had to be there oh you had to be there if you're telling yeah. someone a story mm-hmm. as any sort of anecdote <laughs> and you realise it wasn't that funny then <laughs> no, no you're right there is a certain kind of like I'd say like a rush of excitement you get like when you're like experiencing something that you think has the potential to be great or already is being great in the moment yeah. and you're like well you have to be there because yeah. and I guess if you're participating then um, I don't know is your question saying that like do, do should we find art more valuable if it's in that like kind of rush instead of viewing it from the from, it from a past perspective hmm I think yeah, I feel like it's more along the lines of participation sort of increases the value of art because it is part of that ephemeral nature. Like if it's just a, if it's a fleeting experience you see, it has a certain value. But if it's a fleeting experience you see and but you're there when it happens, you know, you're not just seeing a recording of it or something. Yeah. Then I don't know, I feel like uh, yeah, so like the example of Hamilton, if you really are there in the room where it happens... The room where it happens. The room where it happens. Then I think that does... Um, it suddenly is more impactful. Yeah. And in the case of something like that, rather than watching it at home, even if even if it was completely unedited and, yeah. th- th- like, you know, all the, c- the cameras had, like completely replicated the viewing uh, of it like, yeah. there wasn't someone in it, it wasn't an editor there deciding to throw away a shot or anything like that then I think it still takes on higher meaning and, and kind of has greater value yeah 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 that's that's where I think we differ because I don't think it's necessary what's so funny I, I no, think, no, nothing, nothing. I'm no, not laughing nothing, at anything. Nothing. Don't worry. Is, is I, it? I, I is wouldn't. It, is it how? I wouldn't worry about it. Nobody knows how the game is played. Um, <laughs> I think it's. Ha- I think it's because of how serious I sound. That's what I guess. It's. It's because we have just made a series of Hamilton puns that we, Gabriel and I, whilst <laughs> making eye contact across the table, have both made a series of Hamilton puns, and 
are inexplicably proud with us. Yeah, we really shouldn't be, especially my last one, which was genuinely awful. But okay, I'm right. And as being uh, um, as a non-participant, it was less valuable. It was less valuable. <laughs> exactly. Um, but if we're going for all art ever, I, I think. I mean, crucially, I'm not saying that all participation in any art. Can will increase its value. I don't think I can really add more to improve the Mona Lisa. I think me going along with a set of wax crayons and, and drawing on top of it <laughs> isn't. It's not going to improve it. I, I dare say. It's, you think it's finished? I don't know about finished, but I think uh, I, certainly not all participation uh, in all art will definitely improve its value. I think so if if you go to the Louvre and you see the Mona Lisa and you are in the crowd of people all trying to take photos of it that is a form of participation specific to that particular piece of art um mm. I, yeah and that's where I differ because I don't think that's because of the art I think that's because of the phenomena surrounding it maybe it's because of what the art makes you feel but equally it could be um this um th this feeling that you get is from being um societally placed in this very specific position in an art gallery you know i've been to the louvre before it's very cornered off and you can be like oh this is special and maybe that's because of what the art means to people but also i think that's because of like the way it's being judged by other people so i think the art comes from other people as well not just the art itself mm. i think it's it's an interesting point to make that mm upon participating in art it changes that into something else yeah so that it is no longer the original thing and therefore while it becomes something else that will have higher value it's no longer the same art yeah. but surely if I have done a, a sketch drawing and then I go and add colour to it that becomes a different piece of art yeah even so I is it a different piece of art or is it an evolution and just a natural progression that's that's what, what I'd like to hear your take on there Will I think it depends sometimes it's um, an example I wanted to bring up at the start was uh, you know the movie Barbie yes we all know but I, I can I, I guarantee you've been to see it I haven't actually oh my god that's um, I have <laughs> I'm I'm really ashamed of myself. I thought you would have gone to see. No, no, no. I, I was actually thinking about this. So I'm interested to hear what you're going to say about it. Well, yeah, um, because like you've got the movie itself, which is like I, I haven't seen it, but I've um, been um, it's been pushed on me a lot. And you got the movie itself, but then you got everything around it. Yeah, right. Um, you, you got all the so you got that Ice Spice song, for example. Why do I keep mentioning that? <laughs> it is specifically you. Um, yeah, no, it's just me. Yeah. Um, I, I still don't makes, really know. Who that they song are. makes me feel extremely uncomfortable every time I think maybe this time it won't feel uncomfortable. And and you keep. Wow, that's the definition of insanity. Yes, it is. The movie makes me feel a bit mad sometimes. Um, but anyway, the, the point I'm making with this is that, like. Um, this, in my opinion, is an example of something that's derivative of the movie because it's the kind of like, um, well, to quote the song, Barbie, bitch, I'm Barbie. I'm a doll, but I still want to party. Um, Nikki and all the other Barbies or whatever, um, that, how they're pretty. And um, 
I'm a 10, so I pull in a Kent. That's another line. That's in the thing. So these are things that come from the movie itself and the things that are permitted okay. from the logic of... <laughs> huh. The formal logic. The, 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 this plot of Barbie isn't relating so strongly. The way I remember it was a, a young nuclear physicist called Barbara Oppenheimer. Hilarious. <laughs> no, but anyway, I, I'd say it becomes... Uh, that's an example of using the tools from a particular phenomena and then using it to um, make it into something else. Whereas if I got the movie Barbie and uh, I edited it so every time um, Ken spoke, it was me saying the lines. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's an evolution of the movie. <laughs> and it would increase the value of it because Will would participate. For me, probably. <laughs> So as soon as you are participating in that, it has higher value to, to you. To be honest, I think it would increase the value of it to me as well. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is probably an example of like art being like valuable, like in the moment, because I, I didn't, I didn't plan that at all. It's just the first thing that came to my head. Yeah, yeah. And um, Will, have you heard of improvised comedy? <laughs> <laughs> And, like, that was, like, a really great feeling, right? Because it's like, what the fuck did I just say? J just as a little taste, um, Will, can you say Mojo Dojo Casa House? Mojo Dojo Casa House. Will, can you just say, I'm just Ken anywhere else? I would be a ten. Straight ten. I'm, I'm just Ken. I would be Ken anywhere else. I'm a straight ten. Okay, I mean, I, I know it's I a taste. Yeah, my overall point is it feels like th there is an excitement to improv, and that's why it interests me, even though I'm not naturally, like, good at it, right? Mm. And um, if the question is, does it, does being improvised increase the value of art? If it's, like, increase the, the feeling you get from art, it absolutely can be. But I, I, I think, um, of course, I, I, it, I mean, drawing on the Mona Lisa with crayons is not is a form of participation. It's not going to increase its value. Mm. It, I, I don't think. Um, but th to say that participation in art d does not increase its value um, because it transforms it into something else, I personally think it's simply an evolution of that art. Okay, what well, about this? I, I think the purpose of art is to create a finished product. By improvising... That could be the the lens that allows you to see ways that a product could be improved or advanced on, but the overall intention is to have something that cannot be touched or like. Obviously, like things can have like several flaws, but it loses the essence of what something is if you um you know if you edit. So like I I, I think improvised moments themselves often can't be touched because it's just something in the moment and then it becomes a finished product in my opinion and then this is what, what my overall argument is and then you'd contrast that with every other piece of art mm. and that's why I think it's just a method to bringing a, a piece of art to its finished state or creating a, creating a moment of art out of thin air mm. I, I'd use the word uh, creating a moment of genius and I, I don't think that's pretentious at all maybe this is why I don't do anything ever <laughs> wow, wow. That, that took a rapid dip <laughs> here's, here's the thing that I've got written on my page of notes in front of me um, the phrase that I mentioned earlier you had to be there 
if you say you have to be there, something that this reminds me of is that um, comedian Dara O'Brien mm-hmm. um, did a tour several years ago, which he was going to call You Had to Be There, mm-hmm. because he had a large portion of the show that was um, it was crowd work. He would speak to the audience, and based on you know the, the professions of the people there and the things that they said, he would end up finding sort of stumbling upon something funny, and there would be moments of comedy that would come from that. Yeah, and you know, fairly standard fare for stand-up comedy. But if he had, in every show on that tour, had three actors that were with him, yeah, who were always planted in the front row that he would ask the same questions to and they would give him the same responses Mm -hmm. I think that removes value from it of course yeah it does well I'd say it's less removing value and more like that value's only happened once and it gets repeated if it's staged obviously that's a what do you mean when you say that value has happened once Mm. Okay, so I. So are you saying if it's something that's like pre-staged, like every single time? Yeah. I think there's a, a huge value of things that come directly out of the moment, and then when it clicks, it really does click. But um, the way I misinterpreted, I thought you meant like they had that once, they had this happen once, and then hypothetically, Dara said, "Hey guys, um, we're going to take you to every other show in the country." <laughs> So we can do this bit again. That's what I thought you meant. Okay. Every night he recruits I... a further four members of the audience to join him. <laughs> Until and the final one is just that as the audience. The, the, the final show, there is only room for one person. Luckily that person is a reviewer and rates it the best and wittiest show. Oh god, that's so cool. <laughs> Somehow, it's enti- to be fair, that's art of its own. Because you're conglomerated. The tour itself then becomes a performance piece, and that's interesting. But um, That reminds me of that James A. cast of it, when it was like, this is the audience I've been waiting for my whole life. There was a really terrible time when all of you were here, except for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just feel that... Because it, saying that it's, it's more impactful to see that piece of crowd work live than to see it on the DVD recorded yeah. seems well, well of course but that's not abstracting that, that's that's forgetting like you're it. still seeing experience. it live it's a still a live experience so I, I suppose what, I, what I'm trying to get at is the fact that knowing it's uh, made in the moment is is something that contributes to the value I don't think I think if you weren't if it occurred exactly the same, like um, those three people who were actors, as if it were improvised, like exactly the same, I don't think it would matter for the rest of the audience. But I don't think it's possible for it to happen exactly the same. It's my main feeling. It can't be convincingly recreated. Yeah, I don't think you can truly recreate it in that way. Like, it can be done convincingly, perhaps, but it won't actually be the same. And thus, yeah, I think uh, I think about I, I may I don't I don't think I made it sound like I respect improv enough, and which is I I really you used the phrase creating a moment of genius I I, I think you I think you you managed it <laughs> I forgot I forgot I said that yeah don't worry but anyway um I think if something's improvised I'd say as a starting point it has a leg up 
compared to things that have been like pre-planned and stuff like that. But then ultimately, in considering the value of a work of art, I think that has to be compared to other stuff. Like so, for example, um, I don't know if you've heard of him, Peter Cook. Yes, Peter Cook and Dudley Moore, of course. Yeah, and it was sixties. Um, it came to popularity in in the fifties, late fifties. In, in the late fifties, um, when they were trying to get people to cook more. <laughs> uh, through the well, he he was one of the the four people from um, the four performers at Beyond the Fringe. Um, yeah, I've got a poster in my room with it actually. Oh, incredible! Amazing. <laughs> my point being that like his sketches were like written like quite quickly at least mm-hmm. like in, the, in the peak in the 60s and then they and then they become semi-improvised themselves and I'd argue that because of like the things that come from it I, that is what I'd consider like the moment of genius right yeah um, to be pretentious um, because I, I think if it's something that comes from the moment it's something that's like unfilled it, it, it has like a unique quality that isn't there if it's like pre-planned or like pre-scripted like a film so I, I guess when answering this I think I don't think inherently it has a better value but I do respect things a lot more if they're in the moment and it feels better right? mm. and um, like would, would I say that most improvs better than like a William Faulkner book no is that improvised I don't think so mm. so if we're gonna so what I'm saying is I think improv has a leg up but then it needs to be compared to everything else. It has no inherent like advantage compared to peak art. But it might be peak art. I don't know. Here's an interesting point. We we had a review of one of our shows earlier this year, mm-hmm. um, which said it's something along the lines of um, the entire show felt like um, one big inside joke with the audience. Because um, was that positive? It's, oh yeah, yeah. It, it was. I, th- I believe. I mean, it, it was quite positively. a good response for not our best show. No, uh, it was. It was uh, referring to the fact that there are a number of things that happened in the room, or that people kind of blurted out and and then were incorporated into the show and were justified in um, things like um, I think there was a creaky door or something, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and and it was incorporated into the show. And the fact that you're there, and you, you know, if you have experienced that, or you have some higher investment in it, it seems to add more value to the piece. That level of participation. Mm. Curious. I think. I, I think, to be honest we're unlikely to get to more of a conclusion than we have. I don't think we've reached a conclusion, to clarify, because that would be a bit much, but I think we've reached some conclusive thoughts. I think we've reached our own conclusions. Yeah, which I think is probably the best we're going to get. Yeah, it's but, time to show. That's yeah, all we need. That's exactly, need exactly. Yeah. I mean, this is discussion and debate society, not agree and shut up yeah, society. Agree, consensus and agreement society. I, I, I think I like agree and shut up a bit more. Oh, T- tells us up, yeah tells us what we need to do um, I like consensus and shut up <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know you're right yeah I'm, I'm glad we agreed oh no I'm glad we found consensus <laughs> yeah okay um, cases a- anyone, anyone you want to shout out Ben anyone I want to shout out or at I mean there are a number of people I'd like to shout at um, but let us let us not leave 
on no. a bad note. Let's let's not leave on a bad note. Let's, yeah. let's, leave let's not leave anyone behind. Let's. <laughs> in terms of anything to to plug quickly, um, we've mentioned a few times uh, shell shock improvised comedy, and um, and the stuff that we do. If anyone wants to uh, get involved with that or wants to find out more about that, we've got a few upcoming shows. Um, that are currently upcoming, we have one on the. 28th of January, the 18th of February, and then our end of term show on the 10th of March. Um, but we always have regular shows ongoing and regular workshops. Come along, get involved, or find out uh, find out what we what we get involved with and what what we what we get up to. Excellent, agree. Well, thank you very much for listening to us. I'm afraid that, unfortunately, because you aren't here in the room participating, your experience of this art will be drastically worse than ours, but... Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.